Hi, this is Millie, and you're listening to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word, and I will put all this in the show notes. Hi, everybody. I hope you're doing well. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening. And please share this podcast. One of my biggest motivations for doing this is to shine a light on narcissistic parents. Okay? Like, and I've said this before, it's okay to have a narcissistic husband or wife even, right? More husband, I, I know that. You know, it's okay to put that on, on uh, social media. It's okay to talk about it. It's not okay to talk about your abusive mother, but it is okay to talk about it because I've been doing it. And it is important for you guys to share this podcast, to share your experiences. We need to teach the world, one person at a time, that this is real, it's happening, and there are millions of us. If I have 11.5 thousand followers, okay, that's a drop in the bucket. I realize that. That's nothing compared to the amount of people who are just not accepting it, people who are not aware of it. And and, and that is a lot of us here because it was me. I was 42 when I had to say, well, damn. This is real. This My mother is a narcissist because I, I've told the story before. I would search on Google. I'm an adult daughter who doesn't get along with her mother. And the word narcissistic mother would come up. And I'd look at the traits and go, yeah, my mother is godlike. She literally thinks she's God to the point where I used to say, who do you think you are, God? I mean, that's how literal it was, you know. She had no empathy. She, you know, all the traits. Forget having five out of nine traits. She had nine out of nine traits. And they still couldn't accept it. We need to get people to accept it so that they can heal. Okay? Another thing I want to point out is that my whole uh, brand, I guess, is for adult children of narcissistic parents. The reason I don't really tackle younger children is because the teenage brain is not fully developed and it is normal to have conflict with your mother if you're especially mother-daughter conflict when they're teenagers and I do not want to hurt families. That is the opposite of what I want to do. Okay, so share my podcast, 
right? I know a lot of you listen and binge and and I get those DMs and thank you so much. You don't know how much I appreciate hearing from you. It, it, It really makes me feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and this is what I'm doing, right? This is what I do, okay? Because I just want to help as many people as possible that are in my shoes. So this podcast, I'm going to focus on someone on someone who sent me a DM asking a question which is difficult. And I've done podcasts on this before, but you know, every podcast on the same topic comes out different the more time passes because I have more experience, right? So what is this what is today's topic? What to do with your children and the narcissistic grandparents, right? So it's your kids and it's their grandparents, your parents. How do I handle that situation? And I get that question. I've gotten that question a lot. And again, I cannot give you one-on-one um, advice because I'm not a trained therapist. I don't want to hurt your situation. But this is where I give people advice, right? I can give general advice to everyone. <laughs> so this is, this is my advice to everyone on how I would handle it, how I did handle it, because I always tell you my story, and then it's up to you how you want to handle it, okay? So this is it. Okay, so my mother, my parents, um, when I was working, they would pick my daughter up from school, Okay. And they, that's how they controlled me. That's how they kept me in their life. Because there were so many times that I would go pick up my daughter at their house and leave and, and, and like run in through my brain. How can I get out of this situation? How can I get Emily to be picked up by someone else or go to an after school thing so that I don't need them anymore because I really don't want to be a part of these people's lives. Okay? And this was way before I knew about narcissism. Okay? I knew about narcissism back then what most people knew. People who love themselves too much and look in the mirror too much. Okay? Not what narcissism is, but what a lot of people think narcissism is. And by the way, just um, to clear some things up, when I get those comments, and and almost never are these people following me. They're just trolls. They saw my post and they decide they're going to spew their incorrect um, opinion on there. And, and, you know, I just block them. I don't care. But narcissists, are people because they have a body and blood and they breathe and have a muscle called a heart. But they are not people, okay? These people are not normal people. These are not people that, you know, you should have any empathy or sympathy for. When I see someone's comment saying, well, they're just people and you have to have compassion because they were hurt. Number one, that's not 100% the case. Um, I did a podcast not that long ago and I suggest you, you, you listen to it if you haven't, how narcissists are made. 
because it's not always from abuse. Narcissists don't always come from abuse. Sometimes they come from being spoiled and being told they're great and they've never done anything wrong in their life. And then they become, they, that's what they truly believe. And they'll do everything in their power to make sure that that is the case, that they are always right and that they will do whatever, hurt whomever, just to make sure that what they do is, is the right thing, even though it's wrong. Okay, so narcissists are people too and we need to have compassion, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. Once I I see that the post is pro-narcissist, okay, it is blocked and out, gone. You can't, you know, you're never going to see my posts again. So that's it. <laughs> All right, so let's start talking about the grandparent situation when you have children, okay? And I know that a lot of you have chosen not to be parents because of your situation, because you're afraid that you may be a narcissist, which, of course, you are not. Just the fact that you even question being a narcissist means you're not, because a real narcissist never questions that they're a narcissist. Okay, so... Let's say you are a parent, okay, and you have children. There's different situations and different ways that a narcissistic grandparent will treat their grandchildren. Number one, worst case scenario is that they will abuse the child or the children just like you were abused. Just because they're your children, like in a situation where you have siblings and they have children too, but your siblings were golden children, their children will also be treated that way and your children will be treated the way you were be treated. So that's the worst case scenario, right? That the, you, they're just going to be abused. And if they're little, they can't even tell you, okay? My mother... My daughter told me a few times, few little things that I just couldn't process at the moment or believe it. Like, I, I don't know why. Um, but, you know, she complained about my mother hitting her with a shoe. And, of course, when I realized everything, when that was one of the first things that I remembered. And I, and I went directly to my daughter and apologized for not believing her. And then I told her I knew it was true, 100% true. No doubt that she did that to her. So you don't want to be, you don't want to put your children in that situation where they're being exposed to the same kind of abuse you were, okay? And the, the, the mental, the, the psychological abuse that they put, they could possibly put your children through. My my opinion on this, okay, and this is where my advice comes in where I can't tell someone one-on-one, -on -one, but I can say it like this, is if my daughter, if I had realized my mother was a narcissist and my daughter was little, my mother would never see her again. That's what That's what I would have done. Unfortunately, I didn't figure it out till my daughter was 14. 14 or 15. 
I I don't even remember now. She was born two thousand two. Fourteen. She was fourteen. She's gonna be fifteen. No, she was fifteen. She was fifteen. All right. It doesn't matter. She's fourteen or fifteen. <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I'm grateful that I don't know exactly the age because that means that these things are losing impact on in in my personal life, and that's where I want to get you. That's where I want you to get to. The point where you can think about something and not know exactly what happened. Because I know that's how it is now for you. Where you know exactly how old you were, how old your kids were, what time of the year it was. If not exactly what month and date it was or what, what day of the week. Because these are such big things in your life that you just know, right? So I want you to get to the point where it's like, I don't remember exactly because it's not that important anymore. Everything else is more important. That's just a side note, okay? It's there. It's not going away, but it's a side note for you, okay? You're going to, yes, you're going to take that with you forever. This abuse, will it's it doesn't go away. I mean, it's not happening to you if you're no contact it's not happening to you but the abuse what happens is your brain chemistry literally was changed or it, it developed in a in a in a different way because of the way that you were raised so it's always there with you but it's how you handle it it's how you see it that changes over time right and I'm still not there. I had a moment last night where I all of a sudden remembered something and started crying and had to tell my husband what I had remembered. And there was no real trigger either. It just came out of the blue. That moment, it wasn't something I watched on TV that reminded me. It was just, boom, all of a sudden I was remembering something. Okay. So if your children are small, my suggestion is... Stop contact. If you are no contact, they are no contact, okay? Do not give your narcissistic parent access to your children because not only can they be abusive, but they will try to turn your kids against you, okay? And it has happened. I have seen it where the grandparent is successful in turning the kids against the parent because the kids don't know enough to know what grandma is saying is a lie or it's an exaggerated truth or this happened, but that's not exactly the context. They are very good at taking part, part of the truth and changing it. Okay, so it's not 100% a lie, and you can't say it's 100% a lie, but it's not the truth either. They're very good at that. So take your children out of the situation. Are there going to be repercussions? Most likely. Your parents are going to retaliate in that case. They might retaliate. Most states do not have grandparent rights, which means they can't do anything. I live in a wonderful state for stuff like that. Florida doesn't care about anything, apparently. 
easiest state to get divorced in, easiest state to, to do something like that because if you take your grandchildren away from the grandparents, they can't do any. They cannot get a lawyer and take you to court because there are no laws to protect grandparents' rights. And there shouldn't be because that's two levels down. Parents always should have a resource. Grandparents, well, tough, you know? Okay. So, worst case scenario, as I was saying, they abuse your child. They they do the mind games. They do everything. And they turn them against you. Okay? Because they will try. All right? I don't know exactly what my mother said to my daughter to turn her against me, but I'm sure she did. And my daughter probably doesn't. I don't push my daughter. I don't want to force her into trauma. So I don't ask her anything. If she ever wants to talk, my daughter knows I'm here. Okay? We're very open. We're very close. And she can talk to me about anything. And she knows that. So that's the important thing. Okay. The specific question I got was about a teenage child. And what to do. Okay, so the the child of the narcissist is a parent of a teenage child. And this person is low contact right now. Um, also relied on the parents to pick up the child from school. Something I can relate to, you know, that's how they controlled me and that's how they controlled this person as well. I I just know it. So the question is, when they go no contact, they wanted to know if their, what do they do with the child? Now the child's a 15 year old, right? So it's tricky. Okay. Now, again, my opinion is always the same. Go no contact. Get that child out from un- from being in contact with this toxic person. Period. End of story. Because you don't, you just don't know what this your parent is saying to your child. You just have no idea. And if the child just doesn't understand it, you know, you can talk to the child. Okay, you can be honest with the child and say, look, grandma, grandpa, they did this, this, and this to to mom. I just want to protect you. And I do suggest that you have an open, honest conversation. The problem is, is a 15-year-old going to really understand it? Are they going to be those people that go, but it's your mom? It's very possible that their reaction is going to go align with society's views. And the reason why I want you to share my podcast. (laughs) We have to change society. And I know that's not easy, but it starts somewhere. And there are so many more resources now. We're getting there. We're we're getting there, right? I want to be an old lady and I want to feel like I did something in this world. I want laws to change. I want judges and lawyers to be 
part of their training is narcissism. So that they can pick up narcissism in law, in courts of law. Whether it's people divorcing and there's a narcissist or whether it's grandparents in a situation like that. Well, anyway, going back to the uh, 15-year-old. Have a conversation. Try to explain. Will they believe you? Hopefully, you have a good enough relationship that they will. Okay? Now, this person asked me what I did because, you know, my daughter was around the same age when I found out, when I realized and accepted my mother was a narcissist. But my situation was really severe and different. Um, I suggest if you guys are interested in knowing my whole story, go to the podcast named The Day My Life Changed. That is how I'm always going to title that that podcast and I may make another one you know in a few months with a different point of view but it's always going to be called the day my life changed because it was literally the day my life changed I was up until that day the only child who had been um overprotected who believed herself I believed myself that I had been treated like a princess and all these wonderful things that had been in Catholic school my whole life. Um, and I didn't realize that a lot of the things that I considered being, you know, I went to Catholic school was not a good thing. My mother was indoctrinating me. Right? She, I was much more of a believer in God and in a bad way, right? That God was going to smite me and w- and I was punished. And and I had to pray, like get on my knees and pray to a saint, to a statue. Which is, by the way, against the laws of Catholicism. But okay, whatever. I'm, I'm going to overlook that. Um, I still saw it as, oh, I went to Catholic, private school. My parents paid for me to go to Catholic school. But they were indoctrinating me. And the only reason they did it is so that they looked like these great parents to the outside world. And they had, they even had me fooled. So up until I was 42, I believed that persona of me. Um, and then I get a phone call. And it's a man saying that he's my brother and that I had two other brothers. So I had three brothers total and I had no idea they existed. They're all in their 50s, right? Because they're all older than me. And my father had been married twice before my mother. And the story I knew about my past was all BS because my mother said that my father and her had only been married to each other. And it took them nine years to get pregnant with me. And it only took her a few months because she didn't even know him for that long. She only knew him for a short amount of time. And she met him because she made friends with his wife whom he was married to and had uh, two kids with. And he left her and went to my mother who lived across the street. So that's my mother's a homewrecker. That's the real story. But imagine getting a phone call in, to, in one second, one minute. You went from this person, the princess, to, oh my God, something is really wrong with my life. 
everything I ever knew is wrong, a lie. I don't know what's real. That is the most difficult thing you can go through. Okay. So my daughter, she was not actually physically home the day that this happened. And I'm grateful for that. But she was at her dad's house. I'm divorced from her dad. Um, But she got to see me, what, the next day? The next day. And saw that I hadn't slept. That I couldn't stop crying. So that still hurts. Okay. (laughs) It's good to know that he's need to work on that. Um, It's more of... Me thinking how she saw it and how she felt. Um, I couldn't stop crying. I was in a restaurant because um, we told friends of uh, a friend of ours, me and my husband's, and she was like, well, let's go out to dinner. She didn't know what, what to do. And, and we went out to dinner and I was at the restaurant and I couldn't stop crying. Even at the restaurant, I was just trying not to sob. So... My daughter saw my life tumble over, change. She saw me suffer. It was not difficult for her to believe once I figured everything out that her grandmother was toxic. Not only that, but I think she had experiences of her own. And in time, she'll tell me what they are. Okay. So that's why my case is so different. And and it's hard for me to put myself in the situation of, well, I've just figured out they were a narcissist and I want to go no contact and I don't know what to do with my child. Should they be no contact? If you can make it so that they are no contact, that would be my advice. Okay. Now... If your child wants to see their grandparent, that isn't something that you should, in my opinion, stop. Okay? It's not a good thing for you to look like the bad guy. Because if you say, no, you cannot see them, then you end up looking like the bad guy. You're just helping the narcissist in that case. So... It's better to let them choose and hope that they see the truth. Now, the person who sent me this message was telling me things like, because I I asked one question. I just wanted to know how this child was being treated by the grandparent. And they told me that the grandparent... All they do basically is undermine the parent, the parenting. For example, and this is, this is, I'm just making this as an example. This is not what the person told me. But for example, spoiling the grandchild by, by buying them, let's say, Xbox or PlayStation or the Nintendo Switch or whatever, right? And constantly giving them money and toys and and things like that to buy their affection. Even if you tell them, stop doing that because that's not what we do. 
they that's a boundary and narcissists love boundaries because a boundary for you is don't do it and for them it's oh i'm gonna do it right my mother literally my parents one christmas i said my daughter was like 10 years old i said do not give her a gift card with money on it because this is what they had been doing for every occasion and she was just spending the money on online games and, you know, buying things for the games. And it was a waste of money. And I wanted her to to stop spending so much time in this online world, now realizing it was a psychological way to escape, maybe escape things that may have been going on with her dad. It doesn't, it, it's, it doesn't matter, but... I didn't I didn't do it to hurt my daughter. I did it because I wanted my daughter to get off the computer and live, right? So I told my mother this Christmas, buy her a gift, do not get her a gift card. We go over there Christmas Day like we always did. And and what was it? Like right in front of my face, they hand her a gift card. I wanted to scream, I wanted to punch them out in the face because it was so blatant. There was no, well, we, no excuses, right? Like, we didn't know what to get her type deal, no. It was just blatant, like, we don't care what you say. I wanted to take the card away, but then again, that makes me the bad guy, right? To my daughter, So that's what you have to prevent is in the process of you going low contact or no contact is not becoming the bad guy to your your child, right? You have to do it in a way that they understand, right? But if if they're being bought, there isn't much you can do, unfortunately. And you have to let them see them. Okay, you have to, you, you can't say no. I mean, you obviously, you'll, you're going to limit the time. And you, I hate to say it, don't leave your child alone alone with your parent. Don't leave them alone. That's a bad thing. Okay, that's one thing that that I learned. And I... I was I went no contact, so I w- was not going to their house. My ex-husband, such a treat that he is and has always been, would take my daughter by force, even when my daughter didn't want to go over there. She He tricked her several times by, he would pick her up at my house and then not tell her that he was going to take her there and take her there. And she'd call me crying because she didn't want to go. Um... I'm glad that she's 19 now because now it's like you can speak up for yourself, kid. I have no, I'm no contact with him now. My ex, I can't I can't stress myself out the way I have been for the last you know so many years. In my case, you know, and, and many of you, I'm sure, narcissistic upbringing, narcissistic husband. You know. Um so I'm sorry I lost the my my train of thought there. So as far as you going no contact 
that is all that's if that's where you're going then then go no contact right i always say there every situation is different it's really difficult to heal from narcissistic abuse when you're in the abuse and even low contact exposes you to their abuse because remember they raised you they put the buttons in that will upset you they're going to provoke you when they talk to you okay if they said that you the uh, an example if they said that you were overweight when you were a child they're going to talk about your weight now they installed the button right so don't let them you can't heal so yes no contact is the only way to heal from narcissistic abuse and if someone tells you otherwise they're they're wrong you can't heal when you're still being abused okay it works just like a cut in your hand if you have a cut and you keep scraping the scab it's never going to heal this is it's the same thing okay so yeah, go no contact. And then when it comes to the grandkids, you can talk to them, especially if you see or notice something. Like there's a glimmer of they're seeing that something's not right with my parent, right? There's some sort of like window where you're like, okay, they see something wrong. They see it. That's when you can kind of go in there, but don't don't force it on them. You talk about yourself and your experience. Okay. Again, I'm not a therapist. So this advice is from personal experience, research. But if you want to really have a step-by-step plan, find a therapist. Go get a therapist, a good one. And remember, just because you chose a therapist and you go and you don't hit it off or they don't understand narcissism because the first thing they say is you should talk to your parent, you need to fire them and you don't need to do anything. All you do is move on to another one. You don't need to tell them that you're firing them, okay? Because I know there's a lot of narcissists that are therapists, okay? And I know some of you are like, oh, my God, my mother's a therapist. Yes, I know. I know that there's a lot of you whose mother is a teacher, a therapist. Positions of power are very, very um, attractive to narcissists, right? I used to be a teacher, and my principal was the reason that I quit teaching, and she's She's not just a narcissist. She has other issues, in in my opinion. She's Machiavellianism. I've talked about that in my Dark Triad podcast. Anyhow, so the one, again, stressing, you don't want to be the bad guy in the child's eyes, regardless of whether you're the bad guy. You're not the bad guy, obviously, but you don't want to come off as the bad guy to the kid, right? You know, this is a 15-year-old mind or a 10-year-old mind. You you don't want to be the bad guy. You don't want to, you know, be the one that, that well, my mom doesn't let me. And then you turn into the, the bad guy. You have to stay on their good side. You have to stay on the side of, I love you. 
I'm here for you, right? But if you open up to them and you explain to them, look, the relationship between me and grandma has to change. Grandma has done things throughout the years and you, ex- you can explain things to them. Yeah, especially a teenager, they're, they're going to understand it. Say, and say, I, I can't do it anymore because mom needs to heal from this situation. And the only way I can do it is if I'm not still hearing these negative things about myself. And you may be surprised that your, your child is like, oh, yeah, grandma said that to me or said this to me. Or it may take them a little while. But, you know, give them a chance to realize or see if there's anything going on beyond grandma's buying their love, which you can't do anything about because my parents did it to my daughter. Um, My ex-husband still does it to my daughter, who is 19. He is taking her to L.A. to two concerts, to like a... Warner Brothers backlot tour. My daughter still talks to me and runs to me when she has a problem. Those are just experiences that in the future she's going to look back and go, all my dad did was take me places. My mom was there for me. My mom stood up for me. My mom loved me. My mom gave me when she didn't have. That That's what my daughter will remember. Okay, so that's what you need to be for your child. You need to be that ride or die person, right? I'm here for you, no matter what. I love you, no matter what. So if they decide that they want to see their grandparents, their grandmothers, not much you can do, right? Especially a 15-year-old is going to have a license soon. There's not much you can do. Now, a 15-year-old, this occurred to me right now, is not going to want to hang out with grandma for much longer if this is your problem, right? They get older and their grandparents become kind of like, ew, my grandparents, you know? And it just it, it happens naturally and it's sad because we're going to be grandparents, right? And one day our grandchildren are going to think the same way about us. That, you know, ew, grandma, (laughs) no matter what kind of grandma you are, it's just, but it's natural. You can't hold that against them. Now, if your child separates himself from grandma, oh boy, there's going to be problems. Now, if you're no contact, you're you're good (laughs) because she can't call you to complain and blame you, right? It's your fault that he doesn't come to visit or she doesn't come to visit. No, they can't do that if you're no contact. And remember what no contact is. Please, if you are in the process of thinking about going no contact, please do it the right way. Don't do no response, which is what most people consider no contact. No response is when you stop calling them and that's it. That's not no contact. No contact is blocking them on your phone, on your email, on all forms of social media. 
you block them. And when they create a new um, account and try to friend you, you, you don't friend anyone you don't recognize. Okay? The next thing is, if they call you and leave a voicemail, because if you block them, they can still leave a voicemail. You do not listen to the voicemail. You delete the voicemail. Or keep the voicemail, but you don't listen to it. Okay? you have to. It's a protective bubble, no contact. I have several uh, podcasts on it. You know, how to go no contact. Do it the right way, please. And that also includes blocking any person that you consider to be a flying monkey. So anyone who is talking to you, getting information, and going back to them. Right? Anyone who is not on your side. Anyone who is like, why are you not talking to your mother? Blah, blah, blah. They're not on your side. They're not your tribe. That These are not your friends. These are not your people. Block. And you block them in the same way. Phone, email, social media. You have to make a bubble of no entry. Um, mine is so good that I had one flying monkey, which I've mentioned on many of my podcasts. I hope she finds my podcast one day because she's going to be so happy to know that I'm talking about her. And if she doesn't recognize it's her, she has to because I don't say her name, but I say that her name starts with an M and ends with an N. And um, and who she is in my life, she, she'll know it's her. Um, she tried very, very hard in the beginning when I, when I, when the issue, you know, when I found out about my brothers, tried really, really hard to talk to me. My mother even um, encouraged me, that was before I went no contact, to talk to her. So it was clear that this was a flying monkey, but I didn't know what that was. Remember, I learned all of this stuff the hard way, and this is why I do this too. I want you guys to understand certain things before they happen to you. So that when it happens, you're like, flying monkey, <laughs> right? You can recognize flying monkey, right? You don't, it's it's not like me. I didn't know what that was until I figured out, oh, this is a person who's not on my side. She's just going and talking to my mother. Um, so anyway, I tried, I blocked her and blocked her on social media, but she got through to me a couple of times, right? So finally about, a year and a half ago, I said, that's it, I'm done. Or two years ago. I'm done, I'm, I'm never, nothing. She's not getting through. And she hasn't attempted to call, but she did attempt to friend me on my private Instagram, my personal Instagram page. And I was like, is she insane? Delete, you know. So that's, you know, make all of your social media private. That's another thing you need to do. You can't just have people friend you, um, especially on Instagram. If you have an Instagram account, make sure it's private. Make sure it's private. That you need to be able to say, yes, allow this person to follow me. If not, because they use pictures. They use um, things that you post on there against you. You need to put a really tight bubble around yourself. All right. So I've talked enough, I think, about the grandparent situation. Um, bottom line is, in the best scenario, 
if you have little kids and you have control over them completely, they don't really understand, don't let them be around their grand, their toxic grandparent. That's it. If they're older, it's trickier because if you don't allow them to see the grandparents, then you become the bad guy, right? So it's a matter of how old are they? How much can I tell them? How much can I explain to them? And see how much they're really understanding what you're telling them to see how you're going to move forward. So there's really no straightforward answer. Everybody has a very specific situation that I don't know, right? I can't possibly know what every single person that's listening to this is going through. But if if it's a situation where the child's not really aware of the toxicity because they're being bought, well, you have to explain, hey, this is why I'm changing with grandma. This is this is my reason. When I grew up, this she did these things to me and and I just I need to take care of myself. I want to be a better mom for you. Right? That's cuz that's what we all want. And if you see a little bit of understanding, you know, but you can't force them not to see their grandparents. It's just it's not possible. All you can do is always be open and make sure they understand I'm here for you. You can talk to me anytime. You can say anything to me. I used to joke with my daughter when she was a little bit younger and say, look, if you call me and you say, mom, bring a shovel and, you know, um, a black tarp, (laughs) then I would go. Now, obviously, that's a joke. It's a joke. And she knew it was a joke. We we used to laugh, right? Um, But the idea was you can call me and tell me anything. And I'm going to be there for you. I'm your mother. Okay? Nothing against the law. That was a joke. I'm going to say it again. That was a joke between me and her about, you know, anything anything you do. Um, obviously I will support my daughter, but there are certain things that, you know, that are way too, too up high. And that, that, that's why that was a joke. So I've talked a lot, but just, again, just remember, just let, let them kind of lead the way. And hopefully your child will see their toxicity in time. You know, my daughter, it, didn't, it really didn't take her a lot to see it. My mom did a few things to her after I went no contact. So, unfortunately, because my, my daughter suffered. So, anyway, I love you guys very much. I'm glad that you're listening. I, if you made it to the end of the podcast, um, I love you. And this is what I do. I do it because I want you guys to have an easier time with such a horrible situation. I love you and until next time.